Trending news right now. We look at what's happened in the world of social media in this thriving Thursday. The last 24 hours is what we look at. Adekunle Owalabi joining us, who is journalist, academic researcher, digital strategist, and social commentator. How are you this morning, Ade? Hey, Sanda, I'm doing good. And yourself? I'm good. I'm well. Thank you very much. I'm sure you'd welcome a four-day week. Maybe you already work a four-day week. You're in charge of. Uh, yes, time. I would. I would definitely welcome it. I think it's a good idea, and um, I think most countries should actually adopt it. And it it will really help a lot of you know a lot of people in terms of the workforce. And knowing that most of us work from home as well, it has actually showed that we can actually do it. I think it's a good idea. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk today. Sad news. Let's start there. Uh, hashtag RIP Lumgo Johnson, the former Yo TV presenter radio presenter and producer Lumko Johnson Lekela dying at the age of 32. It's, it's quite a sad um, quite a sad news and there's been a lot of tributes that has been pouring in and it's actually trending at the second position uh, number two on Twitter and messages are still pouring in and I read the, the message that the release that was uh, shared around about his, his passing is of course it, it, it's really a sad story at 32 years is way way too young and such mm-hmm. a bright star bright young man and and just uh, you know having a short life at this time when things are really, really looking so well for him. So unfortunate, Asanda. It is. And uh, they departed on uh, 14th September. And we say they because those are the pronouns that they were using. They're part of the LGBTQ plus community. Uh, what is that community saying so far on Twitter? Um quite similar messages and quite a lot of people that are close close to you know close to him and they be sharing a lot of tribute like one of the messages that came on with like they can't believe that he's actually gone and people are describing his personality for has been a loud uh, fun uh, you know beautiful soul and so many heartwarming messages that have been poured uh, on social media and it's just really shocking and i think everyone is just not expecting this and is and another message uh, lasis way also shared messages about, about about him as well it's just you know it's just emotions mixed emotions flying all around twitter and his messages are just pouring in and unfortunately it's just we just have to let the family mourn and and let this loved ones and fans and share this time and, and be able to express how they feel about his passing i mean there's another tweet that stood out as well yeah. for me Powerful, powerful, fierce, authentic, proud, loud and funny. And they still can't make sense out of this. Unfortunate, Asanda. And their cause of death is uh, not yet confirmed. I mean, as we say, it, it was a shock death. And also funeral and memorial service details will still be uh, published. Uh, absolutely. They they would definitely uh, communicate uh, that to the public. And um, I know quite a lot of people would want to go around and pay their last respect. Okay, um, and, and may they soul uh, rest in peace there. R.I.P. Lumgo Johnson Letela. Hashtag ESCOM, uh, let's talk about that. Uh, stage 4 load shedding, they're saying it's going to continue throughout Thursday and Friday. Um, I don't know, the, the reasons don't matter at this stage, but what matters to me is that we were told from Tuesday to Friday we'd move to stage 2. So I don't know what happened there. Does it matter even anymore 
that we read these press releases from ESCOM. I'm just annoyed. I think it's everyone is really annoyed. I, I have to actually uh, check Twitter, and because my family are in South Africa, and they were even wondering what is going on. What is this messages? Why are we having low shedding? And at some point in time, some part of Johannesburg were in blackout, and I followed the city power, and they were saying something happened. They are investigating, and it's becoming like a norm, and people. People are just tired and really disturbed. Like, when are we really going to have a load shedding free uh, moment again? And winter is gone. And of course, ESCOM did explain that these are the reason. Uh, the capacity of the generation uh, capacity from uh, Majuba, knowing it's a place that I absolutely know so well, and, and Kendall as well, and actually uh, broke down and they're fixing it. And, and you know, an average consumer does not really want to know why these things are breaking down. They're really just not happy especially about the amount of money that that gets me uh, lost in this process and the inconvenience that it also passed ac across to people. And it just put a question into the maintenance structure there in ESCOM and the issues and troubles that they are actually uh, battling with at the moment. Hey, I roll. Hashtag ESCOM. Let's talk hashtag freeway murder. Uh, there's a case of murder that's been opened after six bodies were discovered along the N1 freeway near the Maraisburg off-ramp in Johannesburg. Tell us more. Uh, this is actually another disturbing news, and and it's, it's just made me really feel uh, this is a hairy feeling that I had because that is a road that I used to use every day when I go to our newsroom across the road there in Marysburg. And it's, it's just something that I, feel I was taken aback as to how how the cold murders are actually um, being perpetrated in that area. And the resident did point out some things that um, they were hearing gunshot in the evenings when these um, uh, murders were being um, taking place. And, and they were also complaining about police not coming on time to address this issue. Of course, yes, it because is they said the, something the gunshots that were heard around 6 p.m. in the evening, but the police only arrived the following morning that is crazy it, it is it is and there is there is uh, i mean there should be a police or uh, station not so far away from there and and it's just something that is also very worrying and now they also confirm that the disease uh, they are uh, known to be uh, zama zamas and and the illegal miners and I, I do hope that um, they can investigate and be able to see and this is not something that is also new to us we've seen um, some of uh, this uh, issues, um, accident or incident happened also in in this in Zamazama, um, you know, industry, and it's just really worrying. This is this is like turning into something totally different in the country. We the violence we've experienced this year is just very worrying. Has been described on Twitter. People are really thinking this country is turning upside down, and they want the police to be accountable and be able to bring this um, murderers to, to book. There were also suspicions, um, besides that they could be illegal miners, that there was also mob justice involved. Is that area known for such violence? 
Yes, it's, it's the open minds are invisible when you drive across the road, and these are things that we have noticed that we were just driving and i mean from my experience i've driven the morning one time i'll just find these people covered in white clay all over them and just wondering where did they pop out from i mean everyone in the community are aware of what is happening in that area and we're just not sure about how this how it now became a murder situation and now we're not sure who are the people that actually got got these uh, victims killed in the first place. And that is the question that the police will have to help us to unravel. Yes, because also the identities of the bodies are yet to be revealed. Let's talk hashtag sends or may you a trial then. The latest there, testimony being heard yesterday from uh, may you friend, Dumelo Majala, who was taking day two on the witness stand. So what is revealed now at the Pretoria High Court is that Kelly Kumalo was allegedly offered a holiday by musician Chico Twala after Senzo Mayo was killed. Of course, the both Kelly Kumalo and Chico Twala were at the house when Senzo Mayo was shot and killed. Tell us more. And that's just another, another, you know, twist uh, twisted story that is being um trending the whole day and as of now as that it is still trending and this is a story that we would all want to see how it is going to end but it's, it's becoming really unclear if we really going to see the end of this story and yes um there was that testimony that um uh, Kelly Kumalo was offered a trip overseas and afterwards when stories were popped out and also reported and Chico Twala is being mentioned on Twitter, he had to now refute uh, explaining himself saying that he had to offer her uh, that um, overseas trip because she was depressed and she was crying and all sort of things and there is also that uh, man's not Barry Rue that has trying to throw a spanner in the wheel in this conversation on the Twitter street. And people are also calling him out about the this conspiracy theories because there's so many conflicting stories that were also coming from from this account and this pseudo account as we don't as we all know so it's really really shocking and 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 i mean people are also finding these testimonies to be to have uh, loopholes in them and and just not sure if these are really testimony that we can hold on to uh, in terms of the credibility or not he alleges that this holiday offer came a few days later um, for an overseas trip. So, number one, my question is, okay, so he's got money, this Chico Twala's son. Um, and, uh, no, no, it's the musician Chico Twala, sorry, who, who offered the money. I mean, it, it's an all-overseas trip, that amount of money being spent on that instead of, I don't know, maybe getting an investigation is where my head would have been. But also, number two, they're still hanging out together at the house a few days after the murder. Why are they still hanging out together? Because that's how he would know about this, this Tumelo Madlala as Meiwa's friend, because the, the conversation did take place uh, allegedly at the house, the, the house where um, Senzo Meiwa was killed. Exactly, Asanda. These are a lot of um, things that are not hiding up and you would not even expect them to still be together again at that house um 
doing what exactly and what were you discussing? Why was there a need to be in the place? This is a, a couple of days, they said. And, and, and it just really worrying. And I mean, at some point in time, there were testimonies about running without his crushes and and people were wondering and the way it's just not so just so many inconsistencies because i also have to watch it live from 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 the delta where i am because this is a case that everyone wants to know what exactly is going on and and be able to follow it and be able to also have some logic into the stories and testimonies that have been provided but at this point in time we will just have to keep watching and and just listening and see if the jury, the, the the judge is also following these testimonies and be able to see if they are they will be delivering justice in the end um, for for Senzo Meiwa. All these allegations only coming out now. Also, I mean, this was far back in 2014. Why do you think they kept quiet? These people that were in the house. I mean, he's he's the friend. He's Senzo's friend. If my friend was murdered or, or was killed. I would want there to be a solving of the case as quickly as possible. I would have reached out to someone to say what I know. Absolutely, Asanda. So much, uh, so much is expected uh, from him. I'm knowing how he, he, he spoke about how close they were, how he was his uh, friend, like a brotherhood that they shared. And one would expect more from from him. And in terms of even when there was that Netflix um, documentary that was played, there was nothing of this uh, of this uh, testimony that was mm. shared. Of course, and it also put the documentary into questioning this is a case that is still in court and now a television documentary was reviewed uh was released um into this as well so it it just there's a lot of holes in this in this um explanation or testimony that was provided and you know twitter would always have different views and i think most of the views that i can if i were to put it on a poll most people do not believe the testimony that was shared by him and they do not think it was telling the truth they do not also think why is it waiting this long and they felt it was a scripted um not so well scripted a story that it was telling the courts today yesterday goodness what a saga honestly so let's move overseas then hashtag lebanon let's talk about there so the lebanese who are desperate are resorting to armed heists to retrieve their money which is being withheld by banks this as the uh, country's economy continues to crash uh, quite a few examples, a Lebanese woman who forced staff at a bank in Beirut to hand over thousands of her money because she needed to help her sister's hospital treatment who's struggling from cancer. Another one, an armed man entering a bank in LA City and then he later handed himself over. And then in August, there was another incident also with a man holding a Beirut bank to get his money. Is this just economy issues or could there be more to this? Yes, uh, thank you, Asanda. This is quite an an interesting story. And interestingly, I also worked on this story while I was in Abu Dhabi. And this is something that we've also looked into. And and the question is, how did 
Lebanon got here? How does this financial crisis, how did it get here? And it's not just the economics also. It's the economy and also a bit of uh, politics as well. Mm -hmm. In fact, I would say more politics. And there have been talks with the IMF on how to create a bailout for the, for the country. But unfortunately, they could not reach an agreement. And the parliament was actually divided on how to get a reform on how to do this. And I do not really, um, we're not surprised as to why the citizens are now taking decisions into their hands. They have saved money in these banks and this money have been devalued and they also cannot even get a penny out of the bank, which is really serious issue. Lebanon is a part of the Arab League and you'll expect the likes of your Saudi Arabia, the UAE, Qatar to actually come true for them and be able to help them to see how the economy can be revived. So it is such an unfortunate situation and this is desperate times. People have loved ones in hospitals that need to be saved and they have money in the banks to pay for their medical bills and that is how far people would go to actually save their loved ones. And in, they said, we're not coming to harm anyone. I have to bring a gun so that I can get them money out of the bank. You can imagine the kind of anguish and pain someone who have to go to that level to that extent just to get money from That's the bank to money. save their loved ones that's their exactly. money on top of that. I mean, some savings have been trapped for about three years even. The bank sector, and I know we're saying it's, it goes beyond economy, but it's also politics. The bank sector now being dubbed by the general public as a corrupt cartel. What do you make of that? Yeah, absolutely, because... Um, with the proposition that the IMF had given to them, it sort of makes sense. And I think it could actually work out if they actually ready to comply and ahead, adhere to the, to the, you know, to the guidelines that um, IMF had proposed to them. I mean, not just IMF only. And why I actually would have expected the other big uh, heavyweights from the Arab League to actually come true for them. And that is one of the reasons why you make, you make a alliance with countries so when things are bad you can come true for me i think this, this is a country that has actually been been failed by the arab league and of course they also have their issues to deal with but in this situation the the economic crisis in imf is now it now is now life-threatening is is now um is, can we call it a pandemic now and if it's possible and they should actually rescue them before things get really worse does there seem to be some empathy then on maybe social media or the community member level for these actions? Of, of course, I know it's illegal to perform an armed heist, especially at a bank. But is there some sort of empathy then and an understanding maybe from the general public of these uh, people who've had to resort to these very desperate, uh, desperate measures, also illegal measures? Uh, absolutely. A, a lot of people do sympathize with the family. There's a lot of empathy and a lot of people in, in Lebanon and even outside the, the country on social media as well. They do uh, feel for them. They are actually do trying to, to call on messages, send messages to see why is the world not um, acting, mm. why is the world not watching. Now we have the World Cup all focused on, on Qatar, which is not so far from Lebanon, but every 
everyone turn a blind eye on this uh, this country that was doing so well that does a lot of exports to a lot of countries as well but um, this time around they said when days are dark uh, friends are few indeed yeah, let's leave it on that one. I think we had a, a very hectic uh, trending news today. Nothing positive happening, but uh, we're still going to have it as a thriving Thursday. We always do. Uh, thanks so much for joining us, Ade Kunle. It's always good to be on the show. Thank you, Asanda. And do have a, a beautiful weekend ahead. You too. Thanks. Thank you. Ade Kunle Owalabi is our social commentator, academic researcher a digital strategist, a journalist and social commentator discussing our trending news.